Take it away, Lons. Okay, here we go. So what people need to know about me is that I've been in program 41 years and I have never left, okay? So there have been a lot of ups and downs. This is my story. It's nobody else's story. Whatever your abstinence is, let that be. Do not compare it to mine because what we say in program is when you compare, you either end up way on top or way on the bottom, never in the middle. So, okay. So um, I made some notes because it's been a long time um, that I've been in program and a long time since I've uh, shared. So I will refer to the notes, but really it's so hard for me to maintain what I have, my memory, because I can barely retain my water. So let's just go on here. Let's see. So I came in in about 1980 at 165 pounds, and I thought <clears throat> I was enormous. I thought I was enormous. Of course, that's not the truth, but that was of the time. Twiggy, who probably very few remember, was the, uh, she was on every magazine. She was waif-like and probably anorexic. Uh, for our standards, but that's who everyone, all women were supposed to strive to look like. So here I am at 165 pounds. I'm carrying my weight completely almost at that time in my bottom. People recognize me by my ass, not by my hair. At the time, it was by my ass. So I was a K teacher, kindergarten teacher in San Francisco. And at the time, there was a uh, <clears throat> there was a coat place for kids to hang their jackets, and I would rummage while they were doing their seat work. I would rummage through their snacks and pick out and shove down my throat anything that looked good—cookies, cakes, anything that the parents sent, little sandwiches. And then I would have these things called class meetings. And at the class meeting, people would talk about, I mean, these are five-year-olds, right? And they would say things like, um, somebody's taking my snack. Somebody is taking my snack. And this would be a common refrain. And I would just sit there and say, who? Who is doing this stealing? Who? So, okay, clearly program has taught me I need to make amends. How do you make amends to all these little kids who I don't even remember at all? Well, here's what I did. While I was still teaching, and every now and then I would be binging, I would buy my food. That's what I would do. I would buy big sacks of my food, food that I was going to binge on, potato chips, pretzels, candy, and I also had to bring enough for them. Believe me, I didn't like when they would say, teacher, can I have more? Can I please have more? No, Johnny, that's all you can have, one piece, while your teacher shoves it in her mouth when she's looking away. So that's a little bit of what it was like. Uh, I loved Fridays because Fridays were um, isolation day. You know, I would come home from work, I would draw the blinds, just like they say in AA, but I am not an alcoholic. And uh, I would order in 
Chinese food at the time, those were the only deliveries. Chinese food, potato chips, um, I'd go out and buy before I was gonna have this binge, I would go out and have, um, I'd buy ice cream, all of my favorite foods. And of course, then I would have steak because it was important to have something nutritional. So that, um, that's it. You know, I did meet my husband during that time. I did meet my husband fat. And I just asked him the other day, I said, Greg, why did you marry me? You know, when I was fat, because he's thin, he has no trouble with food at all. And he said, because he liked it, my personality. I can only hope that that's the truth because his other girlfriend was also morbidly obese. So I don't know. I don't know what goes on for him. I can only hope that he was telling me the truth. So um, how much time do I have on that five minutes? Because I'm just going to go on. I'll just go on and then. That's the first five minutes. Okay, great. So then I read about OA in Dear Abby. And I thought, huh, this sounds interesting. I've tried everything else. Oh, by the way, I also went to a, a diet doctor <clears throat> who um, at the time would do um, experiments. And I actually signed up to, to be an experiment, guys. You know, <laughs> I mean, you signed you sign papers saying if anything happens, if I have a heart attack, if I this or I that. Uh, that was the degree to my, um, not only my crazies, but my wanting to be thin. I also always wanted to meet a guy uh, driving in my car because I felt like he could never see my bottom half. A wheelchair was also quite acceptable. So that was the extreme insanity of my disease. Uh, my mother was morbidly obese. She said, please don't do what I've done, you know? And of course um, I had to do what she did uh, in order to be close to her. Okay, so I go to this first OA meeting. Um, it was a big meeting on Van Ness Avenue. And <clears throat> it was a, a newcomer meeting. And there was this very slight, blonde, very attractive woman leading the newcomers meeting. And I thought to myself, why isn't she at a bar, you know, looking to meet a guy? Those were the days before we had dating apps and, um, you know, before you had cell phones. So this was, I was just in shock, really, um, looking at her. And then the meeting went on and someone, um, uh, came up to me and said, would you like a sponsor? And I said, sure. So that was the beginning of the OA losing weight program. I did not understand the, um, I did not understand the steps. It talked about God. I'm a bagel and lox Jew. That's the extent of my Judaism. And uh, my mother did say, God is watching. He is watching you. Um, and that was always like, uh, be careful, watch out. So I didn't have a very positive uh, view of God, to say the least. So the, speak, the uh, sponsor said to me, let's do something called gray sheet. And that's the infamous gray sheet. 
gray sheet is weighed and measured. It takes out all sugar and refined carbohydrates and carbohydrates. I don't know what it does. It's extreme. So I followed that and uh, she was wonderful. She listened to me moan and groan about food. Um, and she was just great. But, uh, but when it came to the steps, there was very little that I understood, you know, just, I just didn't understand even when she would refer to it, uh, to those. So I, um, I got down to 125 from 165. I loved sharing because I'm not shy. I also love to dress. So it was an opportunity to put on a new outfit. And I was just on cloud nine. Now, if someone came up to me and said, I'm having trouble with my food, I knew exactly what the trouble was. You were eating too much broccoli. I knew it. And that was the answer. So that will tell you where I was in program about my first two years. Now, what happened is my fall from grace was, <laughs> I had this expectation that now that I was 125 and certainly not shy, I would be taken out of my kindergarten classroom and I would be noticed by the head people of Levi Strauss and they would put me into a management position. I knew nothing about business, but this, these were my expectations. So when that didn't happen, it was like, wow, this is just too hard. I, I can't keep eating four ounces of this and not eating sugar and this and that. I, it was just too hard without my payoff. So um, I started eating again and it was no time until I was uh, back that's, up. That's to five minutes again. Thank you, 165 and then to 185. So um, that's, uh, so let's see. So, so uh, okay. So then I discovered relapser meetings and they were my life. They somehow got me straight, not right away, uh, about that I still had value, even if I was eating, I still, ha still had value. And yes, I should look at ways to bring myself in, but wait a minute, I, am I on my second five minutes or my third five minutes? Third, okay. You're on your third. So, anyway, okay, thank you. So um, the relapser meetings were just core for me. And I do not come to them now because I still think of, of myself as someone who has weekends, but I am the biggest speaker for them at other meetings. Okay, um, so let's go on to what happened. So uh, that's it. I went, um, I, I went up and down, up and down, up and down for the longest time. Um, I was binging. And then someone said to me, why don't you just pick a bottom line that you can stay with? So I did. I picked no sugar because I had kind of, sugar was my thing, but it wasn't my biggest thing. My biggest thing is binging. And I can't make that my abstinence because uh, even though I haven't binged in a long time, I've certainly overeaten. 
I mean, I've never met a steak or a lamb that four ounces, get out of here. Fish, maybe, Ugh. but you know, not when it's going to come to those proteins. So um, I picked a, a, you know, a food plan that I can live with and that's what I do. So today I'm about anywhere from 135 to 140 and that's great. So, but that's not really what the difference is. The difference is that I now have a higher power. My first higher power was the um, Baker's Doughboy. I thought this was the smartest higher power of all. I'd ask it a question and it would just go, you know, it would just like put its ears, its shoulders up to its ears. How do I know? It would say. And I thought, oh, this is brilliant. It's putting it back on me. But of course, that's not what the program is about. So now I have a higher power that is loving, forgiving, calls me my child. It's just wonderful. My error in this program is that I rarely turn to it. I have to be at breaking points before I turn to it. But when I do turn to it, it always talks to me about forgiveness, love of myself, compassion, compassion for others. Not so great. You know, I'm not so good with uh, compassion to others, but hey, I'm learning first how to be compassionate to myself. So um, that's it. My sh no sugar and refined carbs is my bottom line. It's easy for me. It's just easy. I like those foods. Um, and there was something else that was really a wonderful... Uh, I'm going to end with two. Uh, I learned to loosen the noose of food around my um, around my neck, and there were these two things that someone recently told me. One person told me each meal is an opportunity to be abstinent. Just each meal. You know, if I wasn't abstinent the meal before, I have an opportunity. Do I want to turn to my higher power and ask for its help? Perhaps, but of course, or make a, a reach, an outreach call. Those things usually work for me. Certainly the That's outreach call, but I have, so I one have trouble making that. So get your pens because this is the statement that this person gave me. You can love what you eat, even if you don't eat what you love. Isn't that great? You can love what you eat, even if you don't love what you, uh, even, even if you don't eat what you love. Anyway, I'm going to stop there. My topic is going to be, as it usually is, progress, not perfection. And um, forgiveness. Thank you for letting me share.